Now, praise the Lord, this is Brother Julius Adiwumi. I'm going through the Acts of the Apostles, and now I'm now in chapter 26, where we're reading and then giving some comments on the ministry of Apostle Paul. At this time, at chapter 26, the Apostle Paul was already arrested in Jerusalem, and the Roman soldiers rescued him from being lynched by the Jewish mob. And now he has arrived in a as he was made to escape, he arrived in uh, Caesarea before the governor. And the governor, the first governor, Governor Felix, knew that he didn't do anything wrong. Instead of letting him go, he was trying to use it uh, like a, to get a bribe. I couldn't get a bribe. He left Paul in bond for the two years until the governor Felix was transferred away. Another governor, Governor Festus, took over, came to Caesarea. I went to Jerusalem and the Jewish ruler said, we want you to bring Paul back here. And the Bible said they were trying to kill him on the road. But with that, Gus of Festus realizing that uh, the chief captain, the chief said to, to him, the reason why Apostle Paul was made to escape from Jerusalem. So Festus said, yeah, we prefer Paul to be in the Caesarea. You guys come over and come and bring the case against him. And then he after he brought the case against him, Pastor was trying to lean towards the Jews and said, will you, Paul, would you like to go back to Jerusalem to be judge of this thing? And he kind of threw it before me, which was like a, a trick. Paul said, I appeal, to, I appeal to Caesar. So now he was saying, since you have appealed to Caesar, you will go to Caesar. So that was where we were. And because a new governor, he said, the kings, King Agrippa and all those great men of the of the community, Bernice and all these rulers, they came to say hello to the new governor Festus. So while they were there, like a vacation, Festus remembered the story of Apostle Paul and he told King Agrippa, like, hey, remember there was a guy here that the Jews wanted me to send back to and they wanted him to be killed. And I didn't see why he didn't do anything wrong in my heart, but he himself has appealed to Caesar. But I don't know what to write to Caesar about. What is this? Acquisition and Agrippa. I like to hear him myself because Agrippa, King Agrippa, has heard about these Christians everywhere, which have been going on for the past several, several years, up to 20 now. Apostle Paul has been going about for almost 20 something years all over the Gentile world. So now we reached chapter 26, where the first of said, Okay, tomorrow I will let you hear him. So that second day. King Agrippa came with a pump with all those rulers. They wanted to hear the gospel from their from, from the house from the horse's mouth. Because we always use the terminology from the horse's mouth. Also. And so that was the case now where Apostle Paul was now brought forward. And uh, in chapter 25, where the governor told Agrippa and all these rulers and said, You see this man, the Jews have been wanting me to, to bring execute judgment with Luke. I've, I don't see what he has done wrong, but uh, he has himself as a to say, I'm ready to send him to Caesar. But I don't know what to write. What is the accusation? So I want you to listen to him, and maybe after we have examined him, all of us together, we will know what to write concerning his accusation. 
So now, in chapter 26, is where we are right now here. Paul was the only one presenting his case before these rulers. So the Jews that were accusing him were not there in this time. This is more like a, more like an examination. Let's listen to him. Maybe we tell us exactly why we should watch you write. Chapter 26. I read verse by verse and then I stop and give comments as the Lord lists. And we believe that the Lord, we have only 26, 27, 28 to finish this Acts of the Apostles. And so here we go, verse 1. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 26, verse 1. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Which means Paul was just going to preach, preach, preach them his testimonies and how he came to be where he sat. And here comes Apostle Paul, he's going to be happy to say that because that was what God, what the Lord Jesus Christ meant when he said he's going to speak, testify me before kings. The kings of the rulers of the world. You see? And God said he was going to, he will go to Rome, which is the king, which is the head of the kingdom of the world then. Roman Empire. But now he's still in Caesarea and now comes this king like King Agrippa, this are the Herod, Herod Agrippa. And most of these rulers, they were in their palaces, they never really get time to listen to what's going on in the streets. They only hear it from their servants. Now something is going on in the streets. There's a, another preacher going about, there's this going on, these Christians are like this. So they only knew about these things from the third, from the third hand. Now they see opportunity that let's hear this team message all by ourselves. Now here is the opportunity. Here is one of the leaders that is preaching about and he's going to tell us what he has been preaching. So let is that is why God said Apostle Paul, I will make him satisfy for me before kings. And this is one of the opportunity Apostle Paul had. So Apostle Paul now is going to respond from verse 2. Apostle Paul now talking says, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself. This day before the touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews. So Apostle Paul see an opportunity here to witness to kings. And many of many people, even our generation, have had opportunity to go before United Nations, some council in the United Nations, and preach. But say, I know this one man that was preaching, but sometimes sometimes they are not preaching Jesus, they are preaching Judaism. So you have to you have to decide to tell them about Jesus. Jesus is the Savior. And that's what Apostle Paul was telling was witness about Jesus. So here is uh, uh, some people also just preach about their denomination. Here is Apostle Paul now talking. Says, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before thee, touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews. Verse 3. Especially because I know thee to be expert in all customs and questions which are among the Jews. Therefore I beseech thee to hear me patiently. Okay, so so King Agrippa said, okay, I'm listening. <laughs> Verse 4 says, My manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among my own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews which knew me from the beginning, if they would testify that after the most straightest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. Suppose Paul was associating himself with the Pharisee because they believe at least in spirits, they believe in resurrection, they believe there is a God, and the Sadducees have some question about resurrection. They, some Sadducees don't even believe there are spirits, some the Sadducees don't even believe there are angels, and so the, the Pharisees believe all of those, which Apostle Paul also was a Pharisee before, and he was going to tell how he came from being a Pharisee to being a believer in Christ Jesus. That was his testimony, that's what he was going to tell these rulers. Verse 6, he said, And now I, am stand, I stand and I am judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers. So that's why I made, I made judgment for the hope that has been promised to our fathers. 
Verse 7, unto which promise our twelve tribes instantly serving God day and night hope to come. Now I was saying the twelve tribes were serving God, believing that hope that Moses promised that there is something coming, which is the hope that a new a kingdom of God is come, of course, is one of the hope he's talking about. And that the hope is that the Lord is going to send the Messiah. Of course, some of the Jews didn't they knew the Messiah will be coming only that uh, they don't know what format it will be. So now Apostle Paul now says, this is the hope that they are now accusing me of. So for which hope, say, King Agrippa, I am accused of use. He mentioned the 12 tribes, remember? He said, our 12 tribes. You no, know, Agrippa, Herod, Agrippa, their family, they claim to be Israelites. Israelites means among the tribes of Israel. But the Jews didn't accept Herod's line as their king. Why? Because, number one, they were not from the line of Judah, which they believe that the land of Judah are the Jews. And they are not from the seed of David. Only the children of David, the descendant of David, should be king, even in Judah. Now, this in Judea, not just anybody from Judah will be king, only the descendants of the line of David. So now, Herod was not even a Jew, as far as they are concerned. He could be an Israelite, like uh, some of those that have scattered worldwide before. But in the in the Samaria or wherever he, he, the descent came from, but he became politically minded and made himself a king of that region, and he had politics with the Roman Empire, Roman governors, Roman rulers. So he was able to go to Rome and secure himself a kingdom. That is the great father of the Herods, not this one, the Herod before. So they have accepted him as a as a king by the Roman Empire, so they are kind of let him have the Galilee. But because the Jews in Judea didn't accept Herod, Herod's line, so they put governors over Judea. That was why it was governor Pontius Pilate that was in Jerusalem when Christ was being crucified, and it was governor that was being exchanged. Now this governor prefer to stay in Caesarea, which is not really Judea, but they prefer to live to live there and let some soldiers stay in Jerusalem. Because they know the Jerusalem is a small place, but not only that, too much violence and so on going on. So the governor wants to be away from all those rabble rousing. So they kept soldiers there and ship captains. Okay, but they themselves stay in Caesarea that look like Caesarea is like a city of Caesar. No, so Caesar, Caesarea. So they make that city to be a, a almost Gentile city that the Romans prefer to stay, the Roman government prefer to live in Caesarea. But King Agrippa was said to be in Galilee which is not Judea, but he also has a house in, Judea, in Jerusalem, so that he comes and goes, but like I've just given you some background. But that was what the situation, but now this King Agrippa being a politically minded, another governor came, they all came to visit the governor to establish their influence with the new governor, you see. And that was why they came to visit Governor Festus, that had just come, that had just been assigned to be the governor over Judea. So now, they are now listening to Apostle who wanted to defend himself, tell them how he became, giving them his own testimony, how he became a believer. From being a Pharisee that was persecuting the Christians first, and now he's, he's telling them his own truth. And in verse 8, he said, why, why should he be taught a thing incredible with you? He was addressing King Agrippa. When he said, we hope that was promised to the uh, fathers, our church fathers who have been worshipping God, waiting for that hope. That was why now they have been, he was now being accused of the Jews because of this same hope. He said, why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God should raise the dead? He said, why would anybody think God cannot raise the dead? He threw that like a, like a question. King Agrippa would have said, well, I don't, I, I'm not, he would have said in his mind, I don't doubt that. 
But see, all these, some of these are Gentiles, like the like, uh, governor Festus, he was a Gentile Roman. So the question more or less, you see, we just brush out to his man and say, what's he talking about? You're raising the date. Verse 9. I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. That was Apostle Paul telling his own story of how he started persecuting the believers in Jesus of Nazareth. Pastor said, which sins I also did in Jerusalem. And many of the sins, he called them sins that the Christians, he called the Christians as sins. Because once we are born again, we become holy people. Sins, you call them holy. Many of the sins did I shut up in prison. Having received authority from the chief priests, and when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. So it was more or less telling them that this is what I used to be. I was one of the ones that were vocally against these Christians. And I was one that would stand against them in, in, in before the job, before the council, and voice, give my voice against them. But, and I polished them often in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, at midday, Okina is going to tell the ex his experience what happened to him on the road. And now these rulers will be saying, what happened? <laughs> they will be anxious to hear. At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and then which journeyed with me. And when we were all falling to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in which in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes, and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may, they may receive forgiveness of sins, and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. So, and this is another way I possibly paraphrase it, because in different places he said it differently. But this is what he said before Ginga Gripa, that the Lord told him that he was sending to the Gentiles to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that he may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is similarities, that's the message to the Gentiles. Verse 19. Whereon Paul, whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but showed forth unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem, and throughout all the coasts of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, and do works meet for repentance. For these causes, the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come, that Christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. Now, he is now bringing in how Christ suffered and rose from the dead. Now that was where the Roman governor was going to be 
<laughs> confused. <laughs> and as, like, as when first said, as, and as he thought speak for himself, Festus, as governor of Festus, said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself, much learning, don't make the mind. You see, the, the governor, they knew that this man is educated. Someone like that, a professor that has been doing some research and is now talking above the head of these people that are listening. And the governor said, oh, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are out of your mind. It looks like you have studied so much, your brain is turned to confuse, to madness. You know, some people accuse professors or university students that when they went to university and they study and study that they can turn mad because of too much study. I, I went to university, I never turned mad anyway, so. But see, that was accusation. That was the type of thing Festus was saying that these people are studying the books, studying the rules, the laws. He could recognize that Apostle Paul was a, was a, a great, uh, a great uh, student of, of scriptures and that he, he was very educated and he knew the, not only the laws of Moses, he even knew the laws of, uh, of the Roman laws. So he said, you have been studying too much. You are mad. <laughs> When he began to hear him say about somebody resurrected from the dead, that's what made him to say, you are saying this Christ resurrected from the dead and he was crucified. So he, that's what, why the governor of Ephesus got so confused and said, Ephesus say with a loud voice, just stop him. That beside thyself, much learning, don't make the mad. <laughs> Almost like saying, you, you professor of Tom man, you, you do too much research. But, but he said, I am, I am not mad, most noble vessel. But speak for the words of truth and soberness. For the king knoweth of these things, before whom I also whom also I speak freely. For I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him. For this thing was not done in a corner. So Paul now is leading to King Agrippa that the king, the King Agrippa who has been the king over this area, he knew about the rules, the laws of the Jews and their their religious uh, hope, even though he may believe, he may not believe, but he claimed to be Israelite also. That's why he was trying to become king over them. But uh, he knew about all those things, whether he believed it or not, or follow it or not, it's a different story. But he knew from theory that that's what they believe. Remember the days of the first era when Christ was born, when they said the wise men came from the east and said, where is the king that was born, that we saw his stars. In, this, in the heaven, we come to worship him. That will be a great grandfather of this King Agrippa. Or a great grandfather of, grandfather, grandfather of King Agrippa. So that line, they have been there trying to be king over the Israel. And that king, in the days of Jesus Christ being born, called all these rulers, called all these of the priests and the scribes of the, of the Hebrews and the Jews and said, these people say they come to worship the king that was to be born. They say a messiah. What is just what your religious scripture said? And then the prophet said, well, it was supposed to be born in Bethlehem. So he said, oh, oh, Bethlehem, okay. So he sent those wise men to go and search for this baby in Bethlehem. And bring, bring, bring me water so I can also go worship him. And according to that, he went to just get rid of this messiah. If he could get hold of that baby, kill him so that there will be no messiah for, for the for the Jews. So because he wanted to be the king of the Jews and now they are saying a king has been born to them that these wise men are the only one that knew about it. even the chief priests and rulers do not know that the king has been born. But the wise men all the way from the east, when they say from the east they are all the way from like uh, where Daniel used to be. 
in uh, Babylon because Daniel wrote about this thing. So we believe Daniel may have some scholars that believe in his uh, writing and they were studying these things and then God showing it to them that that sign, that star, that's the sign. And they said, well, let's go to Jerusalem and go find out. So they came all the way when the baby was born. And now they came and surprised these people that were right in the nose of the thing and they didn't know what was going on. They were the ones that actually make them to realize that this baby has been born. That was why Herod the king then, that Herod then said, call those chief priests and the scribes and the people of the, of the, of the region. Say, tell me, where is your, your law? Say, the Messiah will be born. These people from the east, these rulers, they said they, they saw a star. And then the prophets came and said, oh, Micah said this. Another prophet said, oh, say, it's Jerusalem, it will be Bethlehem. It's, if it's to be born, it should be in Bethlehem. So they said, send, men to, send them to Bethlehem. When you find the baby, inquire diligently, how, how should this baby be? Well, from the time we saw the stars, should be some, at least somebody under two years old. Okay, so go find out and then come tell him. So I also go worship him. But according to the Bible, you see that in the stories in the book of Luke. Ah, I also go worship this king. But you see, he wanted to get rid of the king if he could find that, that, that Messiah. And that was the plan. But that was the great-grandfather or grandfather of this king, Herod Agrippa. Herod Agrippa. So, that's why Paul was saying, Herod knew about these things. So, they, uh, they have been studying this, they have been watching these things, they himself knew whether they believe it or not, they want to stop it if they could. But he said, he said, this thing was not done in a corner. Apostle Paul said, this thing was not done in a corner. That the king didn't know, because the king has some emissaries that he are always listening into what the priests are talking about, what their prophets are saying, to bring it to the king. The king can say, well, if you want to stop it, you better stop it before they before they cause trouble here. So that was why he said, Herod knew about these things. It's not hidden from him. Verse 26 is what we are reading, chapter 26 of Acts of Apostles, and verse 26 of Apostles. Paul presenting his defense before King Agrippa, Barnes, Governor Vestos, and all these rulers. When Festus said, Oh, you are mad. You have been studying too much, Paul. Too much study is turning you crazy. Paul said, I'm not mad. Most noble vessels, but speak for the words of truth and soberness. Verse 26 says, The king, as King Agrippa, knows of these things, before whom also I speak freely. For I'm persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him. I mean, he said that most of these kings know about this thing. They, they have some, some um, spies among, the, among these uh, rulers of the youth to listen to what their prophets are saying, come and tell the king. And they have some, uh, what do you call it, secret agents that are always doing that. So he said, The king knows about these things. It's not done in the Quran. And some of the Jews also knew that the king knew about it because they are always uh, getting some people that also come back and say what the king said he was going to do. See. So if I'm persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him, for this thing was not done in the corner. Now, verse 27. Apostle Paul now addressed King Agrippa directly. He said, King Agrippa. Believest thou, believest thou the prophets? He was asking Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? And he said, before he, even, before he couldn't answer, he just said, I know thou believest. He said, I know you believe. <laughs> I know you believe. I mean, at least you know, you know what the prophets are saying, whether you believe them or not, but you know what they are saying. So he said, I know thou believest. He just put him on the spot. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Agrippa now answered, Almost thou persuaded me to be a Christian. Well, what, what did he answer? He said, do you believe the prophets? I know you believe. I know you believe. So I give more or less kind of laugh and say, 
you almost persuade me to be a Christian. I mean, you are, you are, you are on the right path there. You are telling me some things that everybody would like to have that experience. Also. Experience, angels manifested to you. This thing happened to you. Everybody would like to have that experience. But say, <laughs> they don't want to suffer what you are suffering. Though. And he said, well, you almost persuade me to be a Christian. Also. And Paul said, verse 29, I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day, were both almost and altogether such as I am, that is, be a Christian like I am, except this man. I don't want you to all be having this uh, a persecution that I'm suffering now. I want all of you to be Christians, but not that you should all be Christians and be, and be arrested, because there are other Christians that are not arrested at all. That's why he was saying that I would to God that all of you, not only that King Agrippa, even all these rulers that are listening to me, I would all of you are all persuaded to be a Christian like I am, because that we have a hope of, of the new heaven and new earth, hope of eternal life, and that we're going to live again and live forever, not in hell, not in lake of fire. That's the hope, that's the prayer for them. He said, but I'm not saying that you should be like me. I want you to be like me as a Christian, but not with chains and bondage like I am on. I am on right now. That's what I mean, except for these bonds. But starting. And when he had thus spoken, the king rose up. I mean, they, they have had enough. The king rose up. When, when the king stood up, then the governor also stood up. But then also, and they all, and they that sat with them, they all stood up. We, we had enough of this anyway. So now they are going to make up their mind. But I, I know that some of these rulers, when they see it, they will have been transfixed. What? Something like that happened? What? An angel manifest? What? Jesus Christ is alive. He talked to this man. So they were, they were transfixed. But when they came into asking questions from from uh, King Agrippa and uh, Festus and the way they were taking it. You, I mean, you must be mad, Paul. You, are talking, you, are, you have studied too much. And the way this thing went, they will have relied and say, well, some of them kept the, if they believe, they kept it to themselves. They won't, they won't start believe, they just want to keep quiet. And that's just what Paras happened. They all rose up and, and then they said they went aside to talk. Verse 31. And when they were gone aside, they talked between themselves, saying, this man doeth nothing worthy of death or of bonds. I mean, he's just, he's, that's his opinion. He's believer. Should anybody be arresting him for that? I don't think he ought to be in bondage or be killed. What? They don't want to offend the Jews. So everybody go to just the politics. All politicians are always like that. These people play politics, their own politics well. They already decided that this man doeth nothing worthy of death or bonds. It's just, just say, well, that's his opinion. Everybody have their own opinion. They themselves don't may believe there is a God, but they don't believe this. Or they themselves may say there is no... Thing. But this man has experience. He's told about his own experience. And that experience make him to be telling everybody. So why should anybody kill him for that? So they say, well... Pastor, um, today said Agrippa on the first one. This man might have been set at liberty if he had not appealed unto Caesar. That's how the politicians will try to look for excuse. They actually don't want to offend those chief priests and high priests. And so they say, well, he has already appealed to Caesar. Let's, let's, let Caesar. let's Caesar decide this. If he has not appealed to Caesar, maybe we will have to let him go and try to talk to the Jews. And, but uh, he has appealed to Caesar. Let, let Caesar decide this. So they wanted to send him out to Caesar. So that's what they said. If he had not appeared unto Caesar, he would have been set at liberty. What a lie. What a lie. They just lie. And many of those politicians, that's what they call them, liars. They lie as they, and then when they got what they wanted, they give, try to give a reason why they couldn't do it. If he has not appeared to Caesar, they would have said, well, well, we are thinking about this. And that was what Governor Felix was doing. 
Governor Fred Hodge, I didn't do anything wrong to co-warrant death or imprisonment, but he, he sent the Jews back to the region and said, well, I'm going to wait till, till the chief captain this year has come. Then I will know the uttermost of this thing. So he sent the Jews back to Jerusalem, waiting for the captain to come. And you know something, he did not send for the captain to come. That was how many of those politicians, they just dismissed this case and said, well, we, 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 we adjourned the case. I'm waiting for information from this other guy. But they never asked for the information, just let it alone. And he kept calling on Paul Apostle Paul and making friends with Apostle Paul. That was Governor Felix, before, the governor before this man, before this governor Festus, for two years. And then the scripture said he was actually thinking maybe Paul will give him some bribe, so he let him go. Because maybe he had Paul say that he brought some arms you know, from the place where he had been preaching, he brought some arms to the, to the temple. So wow, if you are bringing money to Jerusalem, maybe you can squeeze some into my pocket. That was what Governor Felix was thinking he could get. But he didn't get bribery from, he didn't get bribes from Paul. And he didn't see the reason to let him go and offend the, the, the Jews. So he more or less let him alone and say, well, the next governor will handle this. When they transferred him, that was when people should normally close the book and say, well, this man, let him go. No, he said, let the next governor handle it because he didn't want to offend these people. They say, that governor Felix, let him go. Now they will be angry at Governor Felix and perhaps go and report to, to Rome that the governor did something against them. But see, the governor just said, well, I'll let the next governor handle it. And when Festus came, they brought the same question to Festus. That was where we are. So uh, uh, King Agrippa also didn't want to, well, didn't want to offend the, the rulers of, uh, of Judea. So he more said, well, he has already appealed to Caesar. Let Caesar decide this. <laughs> let him go to Caesar. So that is how many people do when they when they know that uh, things are not working their way. Now I'm going to continue this in the next broadcast. God bless you. Hallelujah.